Welcome to a brand new episode of the Jam Pack Report today for March the 4th of 2020. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry. Hosted on YouTube and podcast platforms around the world five days a week, it's your one-stop shop for all of the hottest gaming news that you need to know. And today, the Google Stadia continues to live on because a brand new studio has been announced that looks to be pursuing some more exclusive development. And let me tell you, the new director, a pretty notable figure in the gaming industry. On top of that, on today's program, we will talk more about Electronic Arts' unannounced new Star Wars projects because one of them, it's actually leaked out. So that is going to be a very big piece of news for today. The ESA is moving ahead with E3 2020. We talked about this on yesterday's show, but now the tables have turned a bit. It looks like things are getting a bit shakier for the E3 2020 event. Then if you are a fan of Valve Index headsets, they are coming back in stock, and I've got more insight on your Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation Now games for the month of March. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into today's top gaming news. First off, a new Google Stadia studio has been announced with God of War producer Shannon Studstill to lead. It was recently announced that a brand new Google Stadia studio would be opening in Playa Vista, with ex-God of War executive producer and Sony Santa Monica head Shannon Studstill leading the charge as studio director. The announcement was made from the official Google Stadia Twitter account and reads as follows. Quote, new studio unlocked, the post begins. We have opened a brand new game studio in Playa Vista. The team will be focused on delivering exclusive games with our own special twist for new IPs and experiences. The tweet also links to a blog post from VP and head of Stadia Games and Entertainment, Jade Raymond. Today, we are adding a new Stadia Games and Entertainment studio in Playa Vista, California, which will be led by an industry veteran, Shannon Studstill, Raymond writes. I have been a fan of Shannon's for a long time and have admired her award-winning work leading Sony Santa Monica Studio and the industry-defining franchises like God of War that have won fans all over the world. She's a visionary who, as the studio director, will lead and inspire the Playa Vista teams. We are thrilled to welcome her to the Stadia family, Raymond continues. And of course, they go on to talk more about the celebrations and whatnot, but it seems a lot of people didn't even know that she had left Sony Santa Monica, of course, one of those being me. But of course, the move comes at an important time because it was recently revealed. The reason Google Stadia only has 28 games is because Google is not offering devs enough money to, you know, encourage exclusivity or even timed exclusivity at that. So, first and foremost, I think the main draw from this article is the fact that they are still committed to Google Stadia in a big way. You don't hire an industry-leading veteran like Shannon Studstill and then say, hey, I don't think this is going to work out. Let's pull the plug on Stadia. If you were going to do that, now would have been the time instead of announcing some kind of brand new uh, studio. Now, with that being said... Of course, Shannon Studstill, that's a big chunk of change if you bring her away from Sony Santa Monica. So needless to say, they're definitely willing to throw down the cash. But in my opinion, you should be willing to throw down the cash, not just to get industry developers to come onto your exclusive teams, but to get exclusives, because that's exactly what the Epic Game Store did. And of course, whenever the Epic Game Store first launched and people began to hear about timed exclusives coming to the Epic Game Store and getting away from Steam, everybody thought these developers were crazy. Then we got a bit more transparency as to what they were actually being paid, the deals they were getting, and it made perfect sense as to why they were jumping ship from Steam. They were getting paid to. In many cases, they were getting paid more than their game was going to make to make it exclusive on the Epic Games Store, which is why EGS is still pretty much on top today. 
Just kidding. Steam is still on top. I wanted to get you guys riled up a bit. What can I say? Uh, but, of course, this is very big news for Stadia fans, and it does foreshadow the future of Stadia, which could be big if they play their cards correctly. Now, I do want to say, personally, I still think this is going to flop. It's going to just be a big flop. Like, if you took a, a pancake on a uh, spatula and you flipped it up in the air trying to do something from, like, a, a cheesy 90s movie and you were trying to trying to catch it on the spatula, this flop is going to be the equivalent of that pancake hitting syrup side down on the floor. That is Google Stadia. However, I am cautiously optimistic that this could end up being something that might be a good adventure for Google. At least, it, minimally, it's fun to watch. However, one of Electronic Arts' unannounced Star Wars games has leaked. Project Maverick was leaked courtesy of a Twitter bot. In February, a Kotaku report said that a planned Star Wars Battlefront spinoff game in development at Respawn Entertainment had been canceled in 2019 after its planned launch in the fall of that year was delayed and EA management decided it did not want to wait. The bright side of the report was that two new Star Wars games are reportedly still in development, one a sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order at Respawn and the other a smaller, more unusual game at EA Motif. That second project has now apparently leaked courtesy of PSN Releases, a Twitter bot account that reports on new PS4 releases. The tweet does not reveal anything about Maverick, or Project Maverick maybe, beyond the title, but the attached image shows a flight of X-Wings approaching a Star Destroyer in the midst of what appears to be an asteroid field or something. One other important note is that Kotaku has confirmed that this is the game in development at EA Motif, and of course they have reached out at PC Gamer to Electronic Arts for more info and will update if a reply is received. And currently Andy Chalk has not added any new information as to what this game could be. Now personally, I would love to see a Starfighter-style game. I would love to see something uh, that distills the best parts of space combat in Star Wars Battlefront and creates an entire experience centered fully and wholly around that. That is my game, and I think that it makes a good bit of sense, especially in a day and age uh, where No Man's Sky and Everspace and all of these big space games are continuing to gain fans around the world. It does make sense to have a Star Wars branded Starfighter game. That's really what I want to see. I mean, imagine uh, you could even take the exact same hero setup that you have in Star Wars Battlefront and apply it to stuff like the ship from Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order or the Millennium Falcon or Darth Vader's TIE Fighter. Any of that perfectly good, solid, fair game for this title. But excited to hear more about it, but the new official unannounced Star Wars project is Star Wars Project Maverick, uh, which is likely going to get some kind of announcement in the coming weeks. And of course, as we move closer to E3, more news could come. But as of right now, E3 might not come at all. The ESA moves ahead with its E3 2020. Despite coronavirus concerns, however, a new story has broken because the city of Los Angeles has declared a state of emergency on today, March the 4th, 2020, and the ESA has issued a new statement on the situation. Quote, the health and safety of our attendees, exhibitors, partners, and staff is our top priority. While the ESA continues to plan for a safe and successful E3 show June 9th through the 11th, 2020, we are monitoring and evaluating the situation daily. Our E3 team and partners continue to monitor COVID-19 via the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the World Health Organization. We are actively assessing the latest information and will continue to develop measures to further reduce health risk at the show. 
The City of Los Angeles, which has declared a state of emergency, offered the following guidance. The state of emergency allows the city and county to qualify for additional funding needed to prepare for COVID-19 in the future if such funds are needed at all. City officials will continue to prioritize measures and guidelines that are focused on cleanliness and safety, and the City of Los Angeles website is a source for local information. Again, please know that we will continue to evaluate new developments and provide updates as needed. And that is where the statement ends for today, Wednesday, March the 4th. Uh, So, of course, we talked about this on yesterday's episode of the Jam Pack Report. But quite frankly, uh, this is a little bit worrisome for a number of reasons. Number one, first and foremost, if you continue to do the show as is planned currently, you put thousands of people at risk. Wouldn't recommend that one. Not really a good look. I don't want the coronavirus. So if I was a developer or a fan or anybody, I would probably not go to E3, where again, people from around the world are traveling and touching handles on airplane bathrooms and breathing in recirculated air. Ooh. I mean, ooh, to begin with before the coronavirus even comes into play, but ooh, just in general. Uh, And on top of that, I would also go as far as to say uh, something that Jason Schreier also pointed out on Twitter, and that's that if a lot of companies do pull out of E3 2020 and it still is held, they'll realize we didn't really need to be there anyway because digital presence means so much more in 2020 than any kind of physical presence ever really could. And so if these companies do decide to rescind their confirmation of being at the show and they do promote these online activities instead, I think it could very well be the end of E3 as we know it uh, because nobody wants to pay to have that much of a physical presence whenever you, quite frankly, don't have to. And you could just as easily order 10 pizzas for the office and host some kind of event live streamed on Twitch. It's much simpler and much, much cheaper. However, we will see what happens as E3 2020 continues to crumble, not just because of the coronavirus, but because in general, it's just, we don't need E3 anymore. And it's kind of unfortunate. However, what you do need is the brand new Half-Life game, Half-Life Alex, which is coming out in a couple of weeks. But if you want the Valve Index headset, it's been sold out for a while. And of course, now it's coming back in stock on Monday, but it's probably going to be sold pretty fast. The Valve Index VR headset shortages have been in, of course, short supply for months. That was a weird way I just read that, isn't it? There have not been many Valve Index VR headsets. Pre-orders sold out almost immediately and shortages were exacerbated by the announcement of Half-Life Alex late last year. As of January 2020, the index was sold out everywhere and that was before manufacturing delays caused by COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak took a toll. Still, Valve said it would be back in stock before Alex launches on March the 23rd and the good news is that it appears that will be the case. Valve has begun sending out notifications that Index VR kits will once again be available for purchase at 10 a.m. Pacific time 1 p.m. Eastern Time on March the 9th. Again, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on March the 9th. The bad news, of course, is that they probably won't be around for long, though that's to be expected. Quote, due to high demand, we expect available stock to sell out on Monday, the message says. All purchases beyond this initial quantity will be fulfilled in the order in which they are received as supplies increase over the coming months. Valve did not say how many units will be available, but confirmed in an email that it expects all of the new stock to sell out the same day it arrives. The index page on Steam has also been changed. The quote, notify me button that was present in January has been replaced with a non-interactive coming soon banner. New stock, quote, over the coming months, implies that if you miss the boat, you won't have an index in time for Alex, which is now less than three weeks away from release. Unfortunately, that does not have to be the end of the road. 
Excuse me. Fortunately, that does not have to be the end of the road, as Half-Life Alex will also run on the Oculus Rift, HTC Vive, and Windows Mixed Reality headsets. So if you are not sure which one is best for you, head over to PC Gamer and they have an entire guide ready and waiting for you. Of course, $1,000 will get you the Index headset, controllers, two base stations, and Half-Life Alex if you do happen to get in in time. So personally, again, not somebody who is an early adopter of VR, $1,000 is a lot of money. I like my 4K TV that I just got. Of course, we talked about this a couple of weeks back. I just got a 4K HDR TV, and I've fallen in love with that. So if the history continues to repeat itself, I should have a VR headset by the time they're pretty much basically foundational parts of everyday life. You know, it's kind of like Wally. Yeah. Anyways, Valve Index headsets coming back in stock on Monday. Dive in, get you one if you want one. Or alternatively, you could just play Xbox Game Pass because it's adding some pretty big games throughout the month of March. March 11th specifically is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. We are only a few days away into March 2020 and I'm already feeling a renewed sense of energy. The video game release calendar is stacked and once it gets going soon, it's not going to let up for quite some time. There is a lot to play, especially if you are still catching up on past releases, aren't we all? Xbox Game Pass is getting a few notable games this month. NBA 2K20 and Train Sim World 2020 are up first on March the 5th, followed by Ori and the Will of the Wisps on March the 11th and Piku Niku on March the 12th. No one can convince me that Ori and the Will of the Wisps will be anything less than one of the best Metroidvanias in years, and I'm feeling confident about the sequel. And Piku Niku, you owe it to yourself to play Piku Niku if you like the sound of a silly, light, low-key platforming adventure. Microsoft also confirmed a new batch of games coming soon to Xbox Game Pass for PC. The Lord of the Rings adventure card game, Mother Russia Bleeds, Ori in the Will of the Wisps, Piku Niku, and Train World Sim. Excuse me, Train Sim World 2020. Of course, you've probably already heard by now, but Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary is now playable in Halo the Master Chief Collection on PC. Lastly, some housekeeping. Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, Shinmu's 1 and 2, Lick Spear, and Thimbleweed Park are leaving Xbox Game Pass in March. So, of course, we are not sure who is using their Game Pass subscription to burn through the original Shinmu in 2020, but, of course, it's going away very soon. So, uh, very big games, specifically Ori is one big one on top of that NBA 2K20, uh, but they just glossed over the fact that, of course, Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary out now on PC, if you did want to dive in and give that one a play. And of course, Piku Niku, I think I might dive in and give that one a shot because that's a Devolver digital game, and you guys know my love for Devolver at this point. However, PlayStation Now is getting an even massive or more massive month, I should say, because it includes Control, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Wolfenstein 2, and many more. Sony has now officially confirmed March 2020's awesome PlayStation Now update, which includes Control and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Both titles will be available to stream and download until the 31st of August, while Wolfenstein 2 The New Colossus will be available for the foreseeable future. The trio will be joined by several other games as listed below, including Dead or Alive 5 Last Round, NASCAR Heat 3, Knights of Azure, Knights of Azure 2 Bride of the New Moon, Romance of the Three Kingdoms 13, Tokaden 2, Tokaden Kiwami, and Warriors All-Stars. And even better news, PUBG's stay on the service has been extended indefinitely, so if you didn't get around to trying the Battle Royale yet, you know what to do. Of course, are you happy? Indeed, I would be. I don't subscribe to PlayStation now because basically I exclusively play Xbox at the moment, but 
Having control added to PlayStation Now is certainly going to get a lot of people on board, if I did have to guess, because that's one of the bigger games of 2019, and I think that it justifies the cost of entry for at least one month. In the same way that $1 on Xbox Game Pass gets you access to hundreds of games, or over 100 games, whatever the current branding says, uh, this is going to get people in the door. And once they get in the door, uh, number one, many will forget to cancel their subscriptions, and number two, many will realize the value the PlayStation Now does bring. Of course, it's going to be interesting to see how Now continues to grow and evolve uh, whenever it is paired alongside other streaming services like xCloud and Google Stadia as all three continue to grow. And of course, GeForce Now, also a notable piece of competition there in that space. Uh, but again, if you have Game Pass or PlayStation Now, big month ahead for you guys. Of course, today is a very big day for the PlayStation 2, which is, of course, the 20th anniversary of one of my favorite consoles of all time. While the original PlayStation forever changed the landscape of the video game industry, the PlayStation 2 is the console that arguably put Sony in their position as the industry leader. Released in Japan on March 4, 2000, the game system had a paltry number of games at launch, but the console's backwards compatibility and built-in DVD player made it an early hit. Over the system's lifespan, however, that library would grow exponentially, offering classic games such as Grand Theft Auto 3, Final Fantasy X, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, and Kingdom Hearts. Sony has sold more than 100 and 55 million PS2 consoles worldwide, making it the best-selling system of all time. With so many PlayStation 2 owners out there, it's only natural that fans are celebrating the console on its 20th anniversary, and of course, over at Comic Book, they have gathered some of the best tweets to highlight the fandom of the PlayStation 2. And of course, I'm a very big fan of this system. A bit of history for you to realize why the PlayStation 2 has sold as well as it has. Uh, whenever it did hit store shelves, it was cheaper or at least at the same cost to buy a PlayStation 2 instead of a DVD player. That's kind of where it sat. So would you rather have just a DVD player or a very good DVD player that could also play games? That was pretty much the go-to purpose for many people having a PlayStation 2. In fact, a lot of people uh, didn't even use the gaming capabilities of the PlayStation 2, which in my opinion is kind of a war crime. Uh, but regardless, I do want to point out that the PlayStation 2 is celebrating its 20th anniversary, and this is pretty much the console that I grew up with. This is the one that I fell in love with gaming on, uh, and it really does hold a very special place in my heart, especially when it comes to Tony Hawk, Sly Cooper, Jack and Daxter, uh, Call of Duty games very early on. So many fantastic and phenomenal experiences on this piece of hardware that we simply had to mention it on today's show. So happy 20 years to the PlayStation 2. But that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. Of course, if you enjoyed this one, be sure to drop me a like down below and let me know what you think about everything we talked about today. Will you be getting a brand new Google Stadia subscription? Will you be getting a Valve Index VR headset? Or are you a fan of Game Pass versus PlayStation Now? Would love to hear your thoughts in the comment section down below. But until tomorrow, you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon and peace.